Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Hey, guys. How you doing? Okay, I'm bringing you the this week's episode a little bit early. Um, I don't know if you guys know, uh, I'm sure some of you do, but, uh, I'm actually located in Hawaii. Uh, I live in Hawaii, uh, and currently right now we are waiting on Hurricane Lane. Actually, uh, at this point it's, uh, Tropical Storm Lane. Uh, so this whole week we've just been kind of anticipating the hurricane hitting us. Um, it hasn't quite gotten to where I am located in Hawaii, uh, but it has weakened, uh, so everything should be okay, so don't worry about me, but uh, I did want to get this episode recorded and out there early, just in case, uh, you know, I gotta deal with a whole bunch of rain and unfun, unfun, unfun is a new word that uh, we're inventing right here on World Champion of the World podcast, uh, if I have to do some unfun things uh, this weekend, so... Um, so yeah, that's where, uh, that's where we're at. Hang on one second, because, um, I, because I wanted to feel alive. Uh, I decided to record outside because they're saying that the storm should be arriving. Uh, the storm should be arriving to where I'm at tonight. Uh, so, so I wanted to greet it. I wanted to, I wanted to talk to it about, uh, Monday Night Raw. So here we go. Uh, um, show opens up with the new champ roman reigns uh there's still a whole bunch of booze out in the audience but me personally i'm pumped uh there's so many opportunities for new opponents now uh when brock lesnar was the champ there was only like a certain amount of guys that you could put in that slot that would be believable against brock or uh there was only a certain amount of guys who had been booked convincingly enough and had reached that level to where it's like oh, okay yeah you can be you can challenge this guy for the for the belt but with somebody who's just another wrestler somebody who is uh you know there full time now i feel like the the doors have opened um whereas i would have totally been into a finn balor versus brock lesnar match for the title it's a whole lot easier i think to sell uh, people who don't know Finn Balor, I think it's a whole lot easier to sell them on Reigns and Balor, which is what they ended up doing on Raw. But uh, before we get to that, uh, so Roman comes out, he says he's a man of his word, he says that he said he would beat Lesnar, and he did. Um, the fans are chanting, you still suck, you still suck. Um, so he kind of smiles at it. He says that he would, he also says that he told us he would defend the title and that's what he's going to do tonight. Now, normally he'd make it an open challenge, but, uh, the big dog already had somebody in mind, uh, someone who had won the title in Brooklyn already. And so then, uh, for, for those who were in the know, uh, some of the fans started getting started getting hype right there because they knew exactly who he was talking about. Um, 
and then uh, he said someone who had got injured and never had a chance to win his belt back. So the people who didn't get it on the first hint, they definitely got it on that hint. So the crowd's starting to pop. Uh, and then he calls Finn Balor on out. So uh, Brooklyn goes nuts. Uh, Finn Balor comes down to the ring, of course, with a big smile on his face. And he accepts Roman's challenge and says that he's taking his title back tonight. Uh, so, what, we've been waiting like two years for this. Uh, so let's go. Thank you, Roman. See, now um, now some people are going to get upset uh, about this because... Uh, with him coming out and calling out Finn Balor and giving Finn Balor his uh, rematch that he never got and that he always deserved. Uh, some people are going to think that, uh, you know, here's here it is, WWE shoving Roman down our throats again. Now that he they made him champ and now they're trying to make us like him, we will not. But, hey, man, I wanted to I just wanted to see Finn finally get that cha- uh, that title match. So let's get it. You know what I mean? I'll take it any I'll take it any way we can get it. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, then, uh, of course, Finn accepts the challenge, but then uh, the constable has something to say about it. Uh, so Constable Baron Corbin comes out and he says, no, 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 this match isn't going to happen. Uh, so uh, he's like, no, this isn't this isn't going to happen. Uh, he says at SummerSlam, he was scheduled to face Finn Balor, the man, right? <laughs> uh, but Finn Balor, the man, no showed and sent the demon instead. So uh, Baron Corbin says, "No, nah, I didn't. I, I wasn't contracted to fight a demon, so that is a breach of contract." And he says, "With the lights, the noise, and the smoke, he couldn't hear or see, and he didn't hear the bell. So that match didn't happen, as far as he's concerned. If you remember that match uh, from SummerSlam, the demon squashed Baron Corbin pretty easily." Um, Low key, it seemed like there were uh, there were a few squash matches on SummerSlam. Like I was just like, yo, what? So many squash matches on a pay per view. Anyway, um, Corbin's uh, Corbin says that uh, because the fans, of course, start booing uh, when when Corbin's saying that the match isn't going to happen tonight. So Corbin hears that and he says, "See, the fans agree, and they're booing you, Finn." And uh, <laughs> And then Roman, this is uh, this was pretty hilarious to me. Um, Roman just looks at him crazy, and he says, uh, "They aren't booing Finn, you dumbass. They're booing you." Uh, so Corbin tells Roman that he's only champ because Brock was more worried about the monster in the bank, Braun Strowman. Uh, so Roman is like, "All right, bet that's what it is." So he gets ready to square up uh, with Baron Corbin. And then Angle, Kurt Angle's music hits. Uh, So Angle comes down to the ring and he says, uh, you know, Corbin, you've let this constable thing get to your head. Uh, Kurt tells him, I still make the matches around here. Um, So it's going to be... So it's going to be Baron Corbin versus Walking Armageddon, Bobby Lashley. Uh, And it's, of course, it's starting now. Uh, so Lashley comes out and he's in control to start the match. Uh, 
even uh, he sends Corbin out of the ring. Uh, Corbin is finally, he's able to start fighting back. Uh, they go to break. Coming back from break, uh, Corbin's in control, um, but doesn't last too long. Uh, a little bit more fighting, and then Bobby Lashley brought back the Dominator. So the Dominator's back, and uh, he hits the Dominator. Uh, Kurt is uh, is sitting there, and he's watching Lashley celebrate. Uh, Heyman comes up to Kurt, and he says that Brock wants his rematch. Um, and Kurt is basically telling him that that's never going to happen. Brock, worst champ ever. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see how that that develops. Um, next up, we have Ember Moon and... Uh, next up, we have Ember Moon and the Boss and Hug Connection uh, going after the Riot Squad. Uh, so let's see here. Sasha, Bailey, and Ember um, take all of them out with dives. Uh, we go to a break. Back from the break, uh, Bailey's in control on one of my favorite members. I, I actually I, I just love the Riot Squad, uh, but always had a soft spot for uh for Liv uh Liv Morgan so uh the Riot Squad um uh, is able to turn the tide uh on Bailey there was a there was a cool little triple team spot that they did where like everybody kind of um hit something on Bailey and then they threw her up in the air and uh Sarah Logan got her with a headbutt uh so that was cool um Bailey is eventually able to get the hot tag to my boo Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks comes in. She's on fire like always. Uh, then things start to break down. Uh, Ember Moon with a huge suplex on the outside. Um, and then Logan. Uh, Logan had grabbed Sasha's leg. Uh, Bailey slides out of the ring. Uh, to go after Sarah Logan, because uh, Sarah Logan was on the outside of the ring, grabbing Sasha's leg when Sasha's going against uh, Ruby Riot. Uh, Bailey slides out of the ring, and then Logan just takes her out with a huge, uh, takes her out with a huge clothesline. Um, Sasha is able to drop Sarah Logan, and then steps back into the ring, only to eat a Riot kick from Ruby Riot. Uh, the Riot Squad picks up the win. Um, that was cool. I think we, at this point, we need some new women's tag teams because, uh, Sasha and Bailey are obviously a strong tag team. Um, they're being, if there's a women's tag team division coming, they are being pushed as the face of that division. But, uh, there's, as far as women's tag teams, we have the Iconics on SmackDown. Uh, we have... Absolution on SmackDown. Are they still Absolution? I don't think they're Absolution anymore. I think they're just Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, but either way, we have those two uh, best buds. Um, Charlotte and Becky, uh, I guess, are no longer a team. Uh, that's that's not something that's going to happen. Uh, I guess technically we have Ronda and Natalia, but I don't see that happening i don't see them pushing them in the tag division at all um let's see nia Jax and 
Alexa Bliss are no longer friends, so that's not going to work. But whenever Mickie James comes back, I guess there's Mickie James and Alexa Bliss. They could be a tag team. Um, But as far as, like, true tag teams, we got, like, the Iconics, the Boston Hug Connection, and Riot Squad, and Mandy and Sonya. So... So we need uh, we need some new blood if they're gonna make this a thing. Um, so let's see here. After the uh, after the riot squad picks up the win, um, they let us know that Triple H, Triple H, the game. He's uh, he's coming out to the ring. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna cut a promo for us. So, um, it's tough to, it's tough when they announce that he's coming out, uh, cause you don't know what, what Triple H we're going to get. Are we getting heel Triple H that's, uh, aligned with Stephanie? Are we getting face, uh, father H from NXT or are we getting, you know, the game, uh, the, the wrestler Triple H that we all grew up, uh, loving or hating depending on uh you know your align uh your which side of the alignment you fall on heel or face um so we see uh triple h he comes out um basically this is all to hype triple h versus undertaker in australia which is i guess it's cool um but yeah, so <laughs> I'll I'll get to that in a second. We'll we'll talk about what Triple H says. Uh, Triple H comes out. Of course, he gives a shout out to NXT for stealing the weekend. Um, Triple H loves his babies. Uh, then Trips tells us that he's a fan too, and he'll work until he dies to make sure that WWE is always here for us, the fans. So uh, so it looks like Triple H is going for. For a little bit of face, face, uh, face, father H from NXT. And then uh, he says, uh, "Weekends like SummerSlam, uh, they make him want to be the game again. Uh, they give him the itch. He wants to get back in the ring. He wants to lace up the boots. Uh, he wants to spit water into the air. He wants to walk out." to motorhead he wants to wear leather that or you know whatever uh that's i don't think he just he needs wrestling to wear leather i'm sure he wears leather on other occasions anyway enough about triple h and his leather uh he he talks about the end of an era match now if you guys don't remember the end end of an era match was triple h versus uh the Undertaker at WrestleMania, um, and Shawn Michaels was also a special guest referee, and this took place in a Hell in a Cell. At the end of the match, after Taker won, the three of them were kind of all on the ramp um, together and just kind of like looking at everything, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, this is the end of an era." Of an era. Uh, thus, the name of the match. Uh, we're never gonna see anything like this again. The last two old dogs from the attitude era having a knockdown drag out attitude era style uh 
main event type match uh, at a pay-per-view. It was actually some, it was actually pretty good. Um, that was actually like a pretty dope story that they were telling with it as well. Uh, but, um, looks like they're just sending that all to shit now (laughs) and, uh, and they're, they're dusting it off and end of an era is becoming, uh, what, one more time, I guess. Um, he says that Triple H says that this match changed all of them. Um, they all left the ring different. Uh, Triple H says that their era was something special. And then uh, that's when everybody starts chanting, you still got it. Uh, Triple H starts to get a little bit more intense. And he says that um, he'll be the game if Taker will be the Phenom again. Uh, One last time. Oh, that's what it is. One last time. Uh, Trips cuts a he cuts a good promo. Uh, but this match doesn't mean anything, um, and every time they bring back Taker for one more of these, uh, every time they bring Taker back for one more of these matches, um, it's, I don't know, man, it just gets less and less special to me, um, I kind of want to see Taker a little bit less, it makes me feel like, uh, I don't know, man. It makes me feel like, yo, quit bringing this dude out here. Like, let him let him chill at home. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, it's it's a mutual thing. Taker wants to wants to do his thing. But I don't know why you bring him back for a random house show type match in Australia. I mean, I guess it's a big event, but like if we're if we're seeing how things played out, like the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, they like hyped this they hype that shit up and at the end of the day it was basically just a glorified house show um anyway uh let's see here what happens next uh honestly the because like triple h he's cutting this promo and then like he's getting super intense and then like he goes so on October whatever and it's just like yo what like this like this match isn't for like another two months bro like I don't know you could have saved they could have saved this promo they could have just saved it and and like debuted somebody from NXT instead of that uh actually no don't debut anybody from NXT if you don't have anything for them uh so that but we'll we'll get into that later we'll get in that into that after we recap all the shows of this week uh okay Seth Rollins is out next uh Dean Ambrose is out next as well um and Seth Rollins isn't even fighting it's actually going to be Dolph versus Dean uh, so the match starts off and Dean is actually wrestling. Uh, he's doing some mat holds. Um, actually, uh, Dean does have a little bit of a amateur background. Uh, he said so himself before, but still it was crazy to see him like actually doing moves and, and stuff like that and trading holds, uh, and mat wrestling with a guy like Dolph Ziggler, who is also, uh, who is also a beast, uh, in his amateur days, um, 
like Dolph really has the pedigree. So we we expected from Dolph, but seeing it from Dean was was kind of interesting. Um, Drew McIntyre pulls on Dean's leg from the outside, so Dean hops out, gets in his face. Uh, Seth stops it, and uh, he gets him to head back into the ring. Uh, drop kick by Dolph uh, on Dean, and then we go to break. After break, uh, there's more back and forth action. Ambrose sends Dolph into the post, uh, then goes to follow Dolph, and then he ends up posting himself. Uh, Drew comes after Dean, and then uh, Seth tells Drew, yo, back up. Uh, so... And Drew is like, word, and just domes this dude. Uh, oh, no, he dares him to hit him. And then Seth's like, all right, bet. And then, uh, you know, Drew just domes the dude, this dude, pause, and they just start fighting. Um, Drew and Dolph uh, double-team Seth, pause. <laughs> and then uh, that's when the lunatic fringe attacks Dean back in the ring. Uh, and Dolph goes for that DDT, you know, the one where, like, they have him up, and then he, like, flips off of their shoulders and hits, like, that huge, uh, DDT brings him down, so he goes for that, uh, but Dean counters it, and, uh, hits the Dirty Deeds, so it was actually pretty cool, like, if you see that, like, if you get a chance, and you didn't see that match, and you didn't see Raw, uh, look it up, check out the video on YouTube or something like that, just for that finish, it was pretty cool, how they transitioned in, into Dirty Deeds. Um, let's see here. The commentary is just really hyping up uh, Dean's improved physique uh, and whatnot. If you if you didn't see when he returned on the previous Raw, uh, Dean is jacked. Dean's jacked now. So, uh, yeah, so they commentary is hyping his new physique. And they are really hyping his new in-ring style. So um, they were hyping it heavy all match. So uh, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's something from backstage. They where they were like, hey man, let's you know let's do less of this brawling and get you some moves. Um, but I mean, you know what? I don't I don't think I saw the was it the wacky line. Uh, I didn't see that at all during the match when before he left that you would see that you would probably see it attempted maybe like four or five times in a match and then finally see him hit it uh like i don't want that move to go away completely but i don't mind them using a little bit less uh let's see here next up uh, Elias comes out. Elias coming to the ring. Um, and that's going to happen after the break. <laughs> so uh, back from break, Strowman uh, pulls up on Finn Balor in the in the backstage. And uh, Strowman wishes Finn Balor luck and strongly implies uh, that he'll be cashing in his money in the bank briefcase um tonight after after finn's uh match title match with roman uh after after that backstage interaction elias 
Wow, I sound terrible as a guitar. Uh, Elias uh, says it's clear to see that someone is trying to ruin him. Uh, he reminds us what WWE stands for. And what does it stand for? Walk with Elias. I said WWE stands for walk with Elias. I hope you said it with me. Um, while he's reminding us that, Kurt Hawkins, of all people, interrupts Elias. Uh, Kurt says that he thinks Elias could be the first to lose to Kurt Hawkins. Um, he challenges Elias to a match. Elias uh, tells Hawkins to face the facts. He was born a loser and will die one. Um, so they have a match. Uh, Kurt Hawkins gets a few hope spots, but Elias makes quick work of Kurt Hawkins uh and that's that. So, uh I guess they they needed to give Elias a win on TV um and he needed to make up for SummerSlam uh where his guitar just broke. I was hoping that like that would continue throughout the night and something else would happen, but then that was just it. Like you just saw Elias that one time. Uh at, this is at SummerSlam, so I don't know. Um, I'm still holding out hope that at some point The Rock interrupts Elias, so let's do that, and and then we have, we gotta have, like, a Rock concert, you know what I'm saying? Let them, let them go off. That just sounds like so much fun. Uh, after the Elias segment, uh, we got Brooke, Dana Brooke, and Apollo Crews, uh, backstage, from Titus Worldwide. Uh, so Titus walks up and Titus is like, hey man, where were you guys? Um, and Apollo was about to tell him. He's like, hey, yeah. And then Brooke's like, oh no, nothing. We were just getting strategy together. And so Apollo, uh, so that was that was weird. Um, back, they, uh, they're facing AOP after the break. Back from break, uh, AOP, Authors of Pain, uh, were just were just giving the beats. Uh, they were just uh, giving the beats out to Titus um, or to uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, Cruz starts fighting back, um, and then they put him up top. He hits a flying crossbody, uh, lands that, and then hits a standing moonsault. Um, Titus then gets, but then Titus gets knocked out of the ring, uh, and then AOP hits the last chapter on Apollo Crews, AOP wins, um, we end up going to another break, uh, back from break, all of the women on the roster are around the ring, uh, Steph comes down to the ring, and in a real funny moment when all the women were standing around the ring, uh, the camera hits Liv Morgan, and she is actually, like, dancing, like, just getting it, nodding her head and rocking it, uh, rocking to uh, Steph's theme song. So that that just makes me an even bigger Liv Morgan fan, um, because I feel like that would be me. Like, I would think that the cameras weren't on, and I a lot of times I can't control myself. Uh, I can't stop myself from moving to the beat. So if the beat hits and it's and it's hitting for real, then um, yeah, man, I'm I might end up in that same boat that our girl Liv Morgan was in. 
Uh, so let's see here. Um, after that, uh, there's a video recap of Ronda Rousey's win. Uh, Steph says without her, without Steph, Ronda wouldn't be in the WWE. Um, so she's uh, she, Steph super proud of Ronda's win. Uh, Steph is kind of saying that Ronda was made in her image. Um, so Steph is uh, in character here healing it up trying to take care uh trying to take credit for the success of rousey um at this point i don't give a damn about my reputation um ronda's music hits um and steph says they're chanting ronda ronda but she hears steph 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 uh, so Rhonda tells all the women who are standing around the ring, yo, get in the ring. Uh, and at this, this, it was at this point that I noticed that, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella were there around the ring. And I was just like, yo, what the hell are they doing here? Like, you know, they don't even, they don't even wrestle anymore. It's like the, it's like the senior, um, the, or it's like the guy who was like, a popular senior in high school like uh like maybe like a year ago and then like when you're still in school and you know say he was a senior and you were like a sophomore so now it's your junior year and like you're chilling and then all of a sudden like f- this popular senior dude like shows up he's like hey man back to visit and it's like why bro why so that's uh even though i like the bellas i'm actually like a well i i'm not a closet bella fan anymore because i uh mentioned it on twitter this week uh at champ podcast please follow um but uh but yeah no uh i was they they were there and i'm not sure uh at least at first uh on monday night i wasn't sure found out on Tuesday, why Brie was still around. Um, anyway, Rousey shouts out uh, Natalia, also Sasha and Bailey, and their takeover match. Ronda says she's not Brock. Uh, she says she's a fighting champ, and uh, she'll defend against all of these women. Uh, Steph tells Ronda that. She's like, yo, you just want to break everyone's arm. Uh, Rhonda says, not everyone, just those who deserve it. And then she kind of gives Steph the look. And then uh, Steph gets the point. She picks up what Rhonda's putting down there. And uh, we end up getting an arm bar uh, on... We end up getting an arm bar on Stephanie McMahon. So there's that. Um... And then uh, after she puts Steph in the armbar, uh, all the women who are good guys, all the faces, celebrate. Uh, Yay, our boss just got her arm broken. Yay. <laughs> and and the Bellas. And then the Bellas, too, celebrate. So um, I, guess the, I guess the Bellas are not heels. Uh, well, Bree's definitely not heel, considering what happened the next night on SmackDown. Anyway, B-Team out next. Um, 
So they're both having singles matches uh, against each member of the Revival, and they dedicate their matches to each other. Uh, so the matches get underway. Bo Dallas versus Dawson. Yo, what's... Scott Dawson. Uh, for a second, I was just like, yo, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's Dawson's first name there? Uh, Scott Dawson. Uh, Dawson wins. It's basically a squash match. Uh, so next, Dash Wilder uh, takes on Curtis Axel and more of the same. Um, Wilder gets the win. So the B team takes the mics and they said like, hey, you know, we might have lost in singles matches, but we're still the champs. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes from from there. Looks like uh, the top guys are trying to snatch these titles away from the B team. Uh, but the B team is getting fluky wins uh, whenever they team together. So we'll see if that because uh, that's been the story so far. So we'll see if that story continues. Uh Let's see here. Next up, we got Renee Young, and she's backstage with the big dog, Roman Reigns. Uh, He lets us know that he is not afraid. I'm not afraid. A little bit of Eminem there. To take a stand. Oh, everybody. All right, anyway. (laughs) um, uh, Reigns lets us know that he's not afraid of Braun Strowman. And uh, he's not going to hide in the locker room. He is a fighting champ. So they're they're really driving that home. Reigns, down for whatever. Reigns wants the smoke. Uh, call, call him Mr. Chimney. He wants all the smoke. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we have uh, backstage after, after break. Uh, we got Steph and Alexa Bliss. Uh, Baron Corbin comes in and he says, "Like, yo, I have to. I guess I have to do Kurt's job." Uh, Kurt is also there. Uh, Steph says that Kurt looks stressed. Uh, he needs some time off, so she puts Baron Corbin in charge. Uh, so Kurt is basically suspended. He's placed on vacation. Um, so then, uh, next up. Next up, we got our main event. Uh, main event is Finn Balor, who's basically the perfect human, um, versus Roman Reigns uh, for the title. Uh, Roman Reigns is in control for the first part of the match. Uh, and then uh, and then we go to break. Back from break, uh, Finn Balor, not dressed as the demon this time, so... Uh, we know that he's not winning the title. Um, Balor's making a comeback. Reigns cuts it off. Uh, Finn Balor drop kicks Reigns uh, out of the ring. Um, and then Finn Balor takes to the skies, flies over the top to the outside. We take another break. Back from break, uh, there's more back and forth action. Reigns and Balor are bringing it. Um Balor counters the Superman punch and drops Reigns. Uh, goes for the coup de gras, uh, but he uh, but he misses. Um, Balor goes for the basement drop kick, 
But when he's doing that, Reigns hits the Superman punch. Uh, Balor kicks out. Reigns goes for the spear. But instead of hitting that spear, Balor catches Reigns in the face with a knee. Uh, rolls up Reigns. Uh, Reigns kicks out and then immediately pops right back up and drops Balor with a Superman punch. That was pretty fire. That that whole sequence. Uh, it's a whole lot cooler than the way I described it. Uh, and then at this point, Braun Strowman comes down to the ring. His music hits. Uh, Roman looks up kind of like, oh, great. Um, and then at that point, uh, Balor tries to take advantage of the distraction. Um, he, uh, he goes for a sling blade on Roman Reigns, hits that, then the basement drop kick, uh, hits that, then the coup de gras, uh, but Roman moves, and Finn rolls through, and then pops back up, and boom, spear, uh, one, two, three, Reigns wins, great TV match, uh, great title match, it was kind of a foregone conclusion already, like, you, you were, like, 852 percent sure that uh finn balor wasn't gonna beat reigns but still like you just you just never know so uh they but they put on a good match uh and even though we knew that the the belt wasn't changing hands they threw a couple near falls in there uh that that almost uh that almost made me forget that we already knew who the winner was so uh, so kudos to both of them bravo good show uh let's see here then after the match um braun uh braun comes through and uh he is ready to cash in so braun's like yo i'm cashing in uh, hands over, uh, hands over the briefcase, and then right when this is going down, Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. I hope I spelled Shield right. <laughs> uh, then boom, which is still Roman's music. Uh, the Shield comes out. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I popped. I'm still a big Shield Mark, uh, so it's it's cool. Um, the Shield comes down and they face off with Strowman. Um, the Brooklyn crowd is giving us holy shit chants. Uh, fight kicks off. Um, so they're they're just going at it, uh, all four of them. And then the Shield hits the triple power bomb through the table. Um, and that's and that's it. Shield fist bump. Uh, show ends. Uh, WWE best stable ever. The Shield. Um, and it makes sense to uh, to pick back up with the Shield. I saw a lot of people online that just weren't into this, and they were like, "Oh, it's just another transparent attempt to try to get Roman over," which it probably is. But it also kind of matches up because. Previously, uh, if we go back to storylines when Dean 
the shield the shield reunion uh the last shield reunion basically only got dropped because dean got hurt i think they were gonna run with that storyline for a while and then work their way into maybe dean uh turning heel and betraying the others this time um and uh and then going from there but then dean got hurt um and then prior to dean getting hurt uh the guys didn't even really get to do all that much together uh because roman got sick uh what was that when everybody came down with uh with mono or whatever uh so so yeah roman uh roman was sick so he was out for like a whole month uh and then once they got like the band back together uh like right after that dean uh dean ended up getting taken out uh with his injury so um honestly to me it just seems like they're just going back like they're just going back to okay yeah, we were we were already linked up all together again. Um, you're back, so we're just picking up business as usual, which fits with the Shield characters because the three of them have always been aligned, uh, and it's always just kind of been them, us versus everyone, uh, except for when Seth turned on them and 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 whatnot. But but beyond that, like it's always been just kind of like a even with with uh, with Roman and Dean, it's always been just kind of like a uh a mutual respect type deal like hey we got each other's backs it's the shield we came up together like this this is what it is you know so now that they've patched things up with Seth i would imagine that that mentality would carry over so once dean was back it, it's like all right we all we all rocking this is what we do um so to me it seemed a little bit more natural than what it would have been for uh for other people but i don't know i mean that's that's just the way i look at it um the shield they ride together so i'm not gonna i'm never gonna be like surprised at seeing them ride together now some people were saying like oh you know it makes Braun look weak uh or it makes roman look weak i don't think it makes either one of those things happen uh any like with roman it's like yo his his boys wanted to make sure they had his back and they would do that because that's what the shield does um but what i am interested in going forward from here going on from here going beyond uh going beyond this monday night raw um what's next like uh are are Seth and Dean gonna go after the tag titles together or is Dean gonna start to feel some resentment because the big dog is the universal champ Seth is the IC champion so that the so the US title is on Smackdown now so with the universal belt and the ic belt being held um what's dean gonna do what is dean gonna do what about dino so uh so yeah that's that's where we are with raw uh so next up we're gonna jump into smackdown 
All right, jumping right into SmackDown, we have uh, Miz and Maurice coming out to the ring. Uh, there's a recap of Maurice handing the Miz the brass knuckles. And uh, the Miz used those brass knuckles to beat Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Um, Miz is out there in the ring. Uh, they're both selling this as something pretty serious. Uh, Miz says that something happened at SummerSlam. Uh, and he has a family to think of. Uh, a little bit of fake crying here from The Miz and Maurice. Uh, the Miz then says that he has to announce retirement of ever facing Daniel Bryan again. Uh, he says that the saga is over because he did what he said he would do. He says Daniel Bryan punched him 100 times, but 100 Daniel Bryan punches aren't equal to one Miz punch. Uh, says he's the hardest puncher in the WWE. Uh, not gonna lie, man. I started cracking up at that uh at that line, even though the Miz, uh, the Miz probably does punch pretty hard. I mean, like this dude, like basically works out for a living. The Miz is a pretty big guy compared to, like you know, just regular people walking the street. I bet you the Miz would give a lot of just regular dudes the beats. <laughs> like I bet you the Miz could, the Miz can probably handle his own a little bit. Uh, but anyway, um. He says he's the hardest puncher in WWE, and he says he's going to start his new life without Daniel Bryan, and he's going to watch The Miz and Mrs. tonight, and then... Is that even is even is that even how his music goes? But <laughs> kind of. Um, Daniel Bryan comes out to the ring, uh, and he calls uh he calls the miz a coward um every time the miz tries to talk and daniel bryan just yells out coward 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 um so miz says it'll never say coward in the record books it'll it'll show that the miz is better than daniel bryan and uh he'll never face him again Daniel Bryan tells him uh, to shut up. Uh, Miz can fool everyone else, but not Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan is going to expose the Miz as uh, it, expose the Miz for what he is, which is a wannabe Hollywood star cosplaying as a wrestler. Yo, fire! Give him that work, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan says that The Miz can't retire yet, and then that's when Maurice decides that she's had enough. Uh, she takes the mic. She tells Daniel Bryan, just go home. Why don't you retire again? Why don't you change your name to Daniel Bella? And right when that happens, there's a little bit of a wait, and then, primo! Yo, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Like, after I've finished recording this podcast, I might just have to, like, burn one and throw on Primo. Because, like, yo, I'm not gonna, like, with that hit, I popped. And she came running down to the ring. I was like, let's go. 
so uh, she Daniel uh, Brie Bella comes running down to the ring, and uh, Maurice rolls out of the ring because she don't want no smoke, and Brie fucking clocks the Miz like she actually like she rocked that dude like she like she actually caught him with a punch like it was it was pretty dope uh so she actually hit him in the face uh and then you, they kind of pause for a second and then he she lets him cover up and then she starts uh throwing more punches and then Daniel Bryan runs in and clears the Miz from the ring uh Daniel Bryan says that before he was so rudely interrupted he has talked to Paige and at Hell in a Cell it's gonna be Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Maurice and The Miz uh I also popped I I popped so hard for that announcement as well um as you guys can tell I'm all in on this uh no pun intended there but I'm I'm there I'm with it I'm I am let's make it happen let's do it uh the last time that uh Miz and Maurice had to have a mixed tag match um it was actually pretty lit uh Cena and Nikki Bella and uh led to that pro- proposal which I don't know what's going on with it now I guess we will have to tune into this next season of Total Divas uh, and Total Bellas to figure out what's happening with them. Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun, it was a fun build for that mixed tag, and Miz and Maurice are just so in their bag, uh, together that it just works, and I also feel that Daniel Bryan and Bree kind of have that same chemistry, like, they just kind of, like, move as one, uh, so this is gonna, this is gonna be a fun, uh, this is gonna be a fun build. I, I can't wait for it. Uh, and honestly, I can't really tell you when I became such a big Bella mark, but I am, man. Bella twins, I'm with it. You know? Uh, sorry, hardcore wrestling fandom. Sorry, uh, IWC, but I'm with the Bellas, man. Okay, uh... Let's see here. Next up, we have uh, Jeff Hardy uh, being a freaky, charismatic enigma backstage, uh, doing the thing with his with the closed eyes and the contact eyes and all that stuff. Um, Hardy versus Orton is going to be next up. Back from break, uh, we so yeah, we went to a break. Back from break, we see Miz and Maurice uh, backstage. They're looking for Paige. Uh, Miz says. He doesn't understand um, pa- he doesn't understand Paige and why she treats her top stars this way. Um, says that she might actually be a worse um, general manager than Daniel Bryan. Paige tells him he got punched in the face by Brie Bella. Um, and then Paige says that the match stays and it'll be... Awesome! I came to play. No, all right. So um, she doesn't. She doesn't start singing Mrs. Song. That was just me. Uh, next up, Hardy is out first. Do 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 do. All right. So uh, Jeff Hardy's out first. Um, Randy Orton follows. 
and then uh, Hardy is bringing the fight right to Orton, right in the beginning. Uh, he's fighting him in the corner. Uh, he goes for a whisper in the wind, um, or sets up to go for a whisper in the wind. Orton pushes him uh, on onto the post, so it doesn't doesn't allow him to actually go for the move. Pushes him onto the post. Uh, Randy Orton starts beating Jeff Hardy down on the outside. Um, drops Jeff Hardy onto the announcer's table. Then he goes in the ring to do some jumping jacks. Uh, because, because that's what you do when you drop somebody on an announce table. Uh, hits the ring, does some jumping jacks. Um, Orton tosses a beat down Hardy back into the ring. Uh, he does that, he does that super nasty thing where he, like, finger bangs, uh, paws Jeff Hardy's ear hole, uh, his gauge, gauges ear hole, um, but then, uh, let's see here, so that's, uh, so that's going on, but then Hardy's able to get out of it, and, uh, starts fighting back, and then he's just like, you know what, screw this, and pulls a Nakamura, kinda, and just stomps right on, uh, Randy Orton's nads, uh, and gets the DQ, but he's not done, so he keeps fighting, uh, beating him down on the outside, uh, Basically, Jeff Hardy is just kind of kicking the shit out of Orton. Uh, they fight up to the side of the stage. Uh, Hardy lays Orton out on a table, and then he climbs up on an equipment case, and Swanton bomb on Orton through the table. Um, and then once Hardy lands, he just kind of starts laughing. Uh, yes, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, that's what it looks like is happening. Looks like we might be seeing Brother Nero. There's been uh, there's been rumors uh, for a while now of Jeff Hardy uh, kind of switching up his character, switching up his gimmick a little bit, uh, so that he can take it a little bit easier in the ring. Uh, so I think Brother Nero appearing would be perfect for that, especially, uh, especially, uh, considering that, um, Matt Hardy looks like he may be stepping away from the squared circle soon, uh, so to just kind of keep that broken character, that broken universe out there, I could see them switching the gimmick over to Jeff Hardy, uh, to allow him to do his thing and still uh, and still do something that they've gotten over, um, because the, I mean, the whole broken universe, it's still over with a big portion, with a, with a portion of the fans, it's still over, um, but Matt Hardy, they just, I don't know what they did, uh, with him on, on Raw, when they split them, honestly, that was kind of the problem, you split Matt and Jeff, uh, and Matt's always kind of been just like the afterthought in WWE. But I think if you let them, if you had been able to let both of them go full broken together, that that whole this whole thing would just be it, it would be one of the biggest things in WWE right now. Um, and I think they I think WWE still has a chance to really capitalize on the broken stuff, because, I mean, people still chant delete. And lately, uh, Jeff's been t- teasing a whole lot more of that with the delete chants, the delete hand motions. 
and, and all that. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, man, brother Nero, brother Nero's on the way. Watch. Uh, let's see here. Back from break, we have a recap of Hardy versus uh, Randy Orton. And then uh, next up, we see Renee Young, and she's with The Bar. Um, They get interrupted rather quickly by the Good Brothers, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Anderson uh, and Gallows then put on jackets. Uh, Gallows adds a British accent for some reason. Um, They kind of take the long way uh, by saying they're going to be the number one contenders. Uh, and they challenged the bar to a match next week uh, for the for the number one contendership. Uh, let's see here: Peyton Royce versus Naomi. Uh, not really much to this match. Uh, what I guess the most interesting um, thing to me is when Peyton Royce was coming out to the ring. Corey Graves made it a point to say that he's. Uh, known her since NXT, and she looks just as good now as she did then. So, um, I guess a little another little pot shot at Meltzer uh, for for what happened there. Uh, Peyton Royce gets the dub. She beats Naomi. Was this also in response to Meltzer? Uh, because they haven't given her any W's before that. Uh, she hits. She gets scores the dub with a Northern Light suplex, um, and like, where the hell has Naomi been? Like, I almost forgot she was. Well, no, you can't forget she's on the show. Like, they'll. But still, like, nah, I was pretty close to forgetting she was on the show. Uh, but I think we've seen you see you see her on Total Divas, uh, fucking Total Divas ads. That's where you see Naomi. Um, these days, and I don't like that. I'm a Naomi fan. Let's, let's get Naomi on TV more. Where's Oscar? All right. Um, video recap of Becky Lynch's turn. So we're gonna spend a little bit of time here. Uh, normally, I would talk about this after I do all the recaps and whatnot, but I figure why not? We're in the middle of SmackDown, and that's where this happens. So we're gonna do the uh, the Becky Lynch uh, breakdown. Uh, a little bit of a deep dive right here and then go back to our smackdown recap uh so becky uh becky is explaining herself after break uh she stomps out to the ring she doesn't shake hands with any of the kids uh so she is definitely going heel because that was one of the things uh, leading into it, I saw a lot of people talking online. I think people just really like Becky Lynch and just didn't want to boo her. Uh, but a lot of people were talking online, and they're all like, oh, yeah, you know, um, we'll see how this plays out. Well, they are giving us all the all the classic heel uh, signs. She came out. She's not, uh, she's not slapping hands with the audience or with the kids anymore. She comes out with a mean expression on her face, uh, and then we uh, and then we get to the actual promo. So Becky tells us she should be the champ right now. 
she says that SummerSlam was supposed to be about her. It wasn't supposed to be about AJ Styles. It wasn't supposed to be about Roman Reigns. It wasn't supposed to be about Brock Lesnar. It wasn't supposed to be about anyone except for Becky Lynch. Uh, and then uh, she says that uh, she also questions the fans' support of her because uh, Give Becky a Chance was never trending. Uh, she says no one boycotted SummerSlam uh, after Charlotte was added to the match and we saw that Becky was going to get screwed and Becky was getting screwed. Um, every, everyone was totally fine with giving, giving their money to WWE and, and not standing up for her. Um, so right there, they're playing up the delusional heel tactics. Uh, or the, they're playing up the delusional heel persona. So everyone is well aware that the fans were behind Becky Lynch. Everyone is also well aware that uh, the fans cheered her heel turn at SummerSlam. Um, Becky Lynch was always a fan favorite. The fans were always rocking with her. So for her to turn around and say this is... Uh, they're trying to play her up as a delusional heel uh, and turn the crowd against her. Um, and I don't know what's going on with a lot of these people online and a lot of fans. Uh, wrestling is wrestling is wrestling, and despite what uh, Vince and all of all those guys said about. Um, you know, good guys and and bad guys being passe and shades of gray and all that stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to good guys and bad guys in wrestling. There's going to be a heel. There's going to be a face. Um, and then there's traditional things that heels and faces do. Um, one of the things that heels will do is they'll exaggerate. They'll stretch the truth. Uh, they will just be outright delusional they'll lie uh so and then another uh another thing that people say a heel that actually has a point and kind of is right is the best heel so because they have clear motivation you can see why they turned and what happened now the thing with becky lynch is that she her motivations are just a little bit might just be a little bit too clear but honestly i just feel like because becky is such a likable character in the ring out of the ring and also in real life um she people are just rejecting the story because if you look at it i've seen i've even talked to some people online myself because i knew i was going to talk about this on on this week's episode um when you when you break down the story of what happened so becky has been trying for months uh she was on losing streaks and she just it just wasn't happening finally she's able to string together a winning streak and cut some promos about how she wants to go after the belt uh then she uh she gets placed in a match against the champ and is told if you win this match you get a title match she wins the match she gets a title match 
So now she's ready for SummerSlam. Uh, she's she's ready to go for the gold, right? Um, at this point, she, her and the champ are in a feud. Uh, she gets attacked by the champ. And then all of a sudden, her best friend, who's been out uh, with injury or with surgery... Um, her best friend who's been out comes back and makes the save and after she makes the save the general manager is fed up with the heel champ and how she's been acting so she decides to treat her to teach her a lesson and puts her in a match with the top female in the division basically because that's the way that Charlotte's been, uh that's the way that Charlotte's been booked uh, the top female in the division to teach Carmella a lesson. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you want to talk all this shit, Carmella? You want to do all this stuff? Well, fine. If you lose this match, the odds are really going to be stacked against you, and we're going to have two of our best women in the ring, and you're going to have to figure out how you're going to beat them, right? So that's not... That's not Charlotte's fault. Charlotte didn't ask to be put in a match with a with a chance to make her way into the title match. And then I've seen this a lot. I've seen a lot of people say, well, they're best friends. She should have let her have her moment. Now, okay, but you got to think of it in this context. In kayfabe, Everyone is there in the WWE to win championships. Flares are known for championships. That's what flares do. Charlotte, even though her best friend is in the match, and kayfabe has no reason to turn down a shot at a title match. Sure, they are best friends, but plenty of best friends will end up in triple threats. Plenty of best friends uh, will end up in matches. Roman and Dean are best friends and, like, you know, according to Kayfabe. And what, which Survivor Series was that? That Survivor Series where... um, Sheamus cashed in like the the finals for the WWE championship were Dean and and Roman best friends you think Roman's gonna be like hey I've been a champ before this is your moment bro No, of course not. That's not what's going to happen. Roman is going to try to win the belt. Dean is going to try to win the belt. And they're both, they're both going to be like, good luck. And then after, whoever wins, they celebrate, right? And the winner probably has to buy the loser drinks. You know? So, 
in kayfabe, Charlotte has no reason to turn down this title match. And to further illustrate their friendship and to further illustrate how Charlotte isn't trying to step on Becky's toes, Charlotte even checks with Becky. She's like, hey, you know, are we going to be cool? Is this all good? Like, you know, I'm, I'm glad now we can... Now we can be in this this match together. They team together as a tag team. And Charlotte's like, yo, this is great. Like, you did great. We did great together. Like, you know, I know it's going to be kind of weird uh, when we're fighting against each other. But, you know, are, you know, what's up? Are you okay with me being in this match? So she's checking on it. She's trying to figure out what's good. And Becky, instead of, you know, she's like, yo, look, I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of miffed by all this, uh, you know, this going down, but I'm okay, and may the best woman win, right, so Charlotte did her job, she checked on her best friend, she tried to make sure everything was cool, um, she was told that everything was, and then they're in the match, uh, and you can tell Becky's in her feelings a little bit, uh, Carmelo hits her in the back of the head, tries to make it look like Charlotte, and Becky's like, yo, what the hell, and I mean, why wouldn't Charlotte hit her? It's a triple threat match, not a tag team match. Yeah, I mean, so so already Becky is showing signs of being in her feelings a little bit, just kind of being uh, on the on the wrong side of things, uh, and like in 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 pro wrestling it's supposed to be about competition um so i mean it was just it was just going the way that things normally go uh charlotte didn't go out of her way to uh you know to slight becky uh like i said she didn't request to be added to the title match or anything like that like that was outside of her control but like if like, think about it at your job, right? You're at your job, and the boss is talking about giving a promotion to to whoever. And your best friend is up for the promotion. But then at the last minute, the boss is all like, you know what? I'm going to promote you, too. Or like, you know what? I'm going to get a promotion to you, and we're going to keep rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not your fault. Are you going to go back and tell your boss, hey, don't promote me, promote so-and-so? I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the promotion every single time. And if I really rock with you, once I get that promotion, then I'm trying to I'm trying to bring you with me, best friend. But better trust and believe, I am taking the promotion. I need the money. I got a kid, you know what I'm saying, so, um, yeah, I don't know if that's, if this is their job, if this is in kayfabe, this is what they do for a living, and you make bigger bucks when you're the champ, why the hell would Charlotte step aside, of course she wouldn't step aside, you go out there, and you do your best to win the match, and then when you lose, you congratulate your best friend, and then your best friend 
gives you the first title shot. Like, that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Now, I could see people being a whole lot more upset if Becky did everything she was supposed to do, uh, even celebrated with Charlotte after, and then Charlotte comes out and, like, talks it up and, and kind of brags about being the winner, and then just doesn't give Becky a shot, then I could see Becky just kind of, like, taking things into her own hands and being a little bit more conflicted with the turn. But after this, like, Charlotte was added to the match fair and square. Charlotte won the match fair and square. It's triple threat rules. If you're going to put somebody in a submission or something like that and the other person hasn't been taken out yet you you, you gotta have your head on a swivel so uh so i don't even have a problem with how charlotte won the match right because triple threats are triple threats that happens all the time um i don't even have a problem with how she won the match but uh after that right becky snaps on charlotte that's a heel move um and i just don't understand the people who are trying to act like it isn't or their reasoning is because like charlotte oh charlotte's the one who did whatever like no man charlotte like at the end of the day like to get into the title match both of them had to beat carmella which is what they did So I don't, I don't get, I don't get what people are, I mean, I get it and I, I get the narrative and I understand where they're coming from and I understand Becky's motivation to be upset, but that's not cool, right? Like, I don't, that's not, that's not a, that's not something a baby face would do. If you and your best friend had a disagreement right about something and maybe you're misinformed and you were wrong but you guys had a disagreement and instead of like talking it out your best friend just showed and and like you guys talk about it and you never really express your true feelings about it and then your best friend keeps doing whatever it is that they're doing and then you just snap and beat their ass, like, that best friend probably isn't going to be your best friend anymore. And, like, now y'all have beef, and you're probably going to have to fight again. So, that's, I don't know, that's not a, you know what I mean? At at that point, like, you look crazy because, like, you should have just... Like, if you were that upset about it, if it was bothering you that much, like, you could have talked about it. That's your best friend. You could have talked about it. So, like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why are we supposed to just be rocking with Becky because she snapped on Charlotte? Like, when you really think about it, when you really look at it, yeah, you can understand why Becky's upset. But her actions, that's not cool. Yeah, you're upset, but you can't just go around just kicking people's asses because you're upset. If you could, 
then assault wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um So so yeah, that's 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 where I'm at on that. Um So after Becky just kind of like explains where she's at, Charlotte uh she says that Charlotte stole the match from her. Um she says that uh the fans are all talk and opinions and no action. Ouch, Becky, just say my name next time. Um and then uh she says at SummerSlam she took action uh and she saw clearly that she needed to take Charlotte out. Um Becky says that she's the best. She's better than everyone. And then that's when uh Charlotte's theme hits. Um, and she's like, over this, she's holding up the belt, over this, all this, over this, you're throwing away our friendship, over this, really, over this, um, she says all this without the microphone, um, and I'm kind of on Charlotte's side right here, like, and I love Becky, but, like, you know what I'm saying, I think part of the reason why I'm just, like, going so hard against it is that I see all these people just, like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna boo Becky ever, blah, 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 and, like, I'm just like, yo, why are you guys, why don't you just give the storyline a chance? I honestly feel like when they first, like, when Charlotte first won that match and we saw that Becky was upset, I was immediately intrigued. I want to see where heel Becky Lynch can go. It's okay for her to be healed, guys. It's okay. We can still like her. Shit, half the, half the people that you guys like are heels anyway. So, like, why does it matter if Becky's changing alignment? You know? Um, let's just see what let's see what the story is. Because I think there's a good story to be told here. Um, Becky just finally snapping and, and going heel. Um, but I will give you guys this. Charlotte probably has the more natural heel persona. Uh, but this is where we are. <laughs> so let's see what happens. Uh, let's see here. Charlotte comes out. She tosses the belt to the side. Uh, they get right to the shit. They're brawling. This might be the first pull apart, uh, brawl on the female side of the roster that I can remember. We see this a lot with, uh, the guys. This is the first time I remember it like this with the females. Um, so they're brawling all over the place. Uh, Paige comes out, and so she starts calling out the rest of the women uh, to to break it up. Um, side note here. Uh, Sonia Deville was one of the first ones out, and she is fucking fast uh she was just booking it to the ring and she is fast as shit um she might be faster she might might be faster than takashi 69 uh let's see here the uh so the brawling is uh the brawling still going down uh all the way to break after break uh, El Idolo, uh, Andrade, uh, Cien Almas, and, uh, Zelina Vega come down to the ring. Mixed taction 
mixed taction. What's mis- mixed taction? Anyway, uh, mixed tag action is next. Uh, Almas and Vega are in control early. Uh, she goes for a 619 type move. Um, according to her Instagram, she calls it the 718 because she's from New York. Uh, so she, she goes for that, uh, but basically it turns into like a submission hold in the ropes. Um... Let's see here. Uh, after that, uh, there's a tag, so the guys have to come back into the ring. Uh, almost hits that beautiful elbow uh, that he always does, that back elbow. This looks so brutal. I love that move. Uh, almost gets sent out of the ring, uh, tries to come back in with the chair, and then Aiden English pops up out of nowhere. Stops him uh, from coming in with the chair. Machka kick from Rusev. Uh, he locks in the out the accolade uh, and almost taps out. Uh, Rusev and Lana win. Um, back from break, uh, we see Renee with uh, AJ Styles. He says that Joe crossed the line. Uh, that a real man wouldn't. Uh, do what Joe did, and then boom, uh, Samoa Joe attacks from behind again, uh, he pulls the cameraman closer, uh, he says, oh, Wendy, into the, uh, into the camera, you've probably seen that, if, if you're into wrestling enough to where you're listening to my podcast right now, uh, I'm 180% sure you've seen the Wendy memes, uh, online, uh, let's see here, Joe, just so great as a heel, I can't wait for this next match, um, let's see here, back from, we go to break, back from break, uh, Paige is backstage with Carmella, uh, Mella says that it's good to see Paige earning her check, uh, and Paige is like, hey, you know what, you look like you lost some weight, like, perhaps 10 pounds of gold to be exact uh mel is like yeah that's very funny um tells Paige not to title shame her that was great that was great uh tells Paige not to title shame her uh, mela demands a one-on-one rematch with the queen charlotte um and then all of a sudden, my man, what's up? Our truth pops up and he says, not if he has anything to say about it. Uh, he says he just has to pin Carmella for his title match. Uh, Paige tells him, like, yes, that's what Charlotte uh, and Becky had to do, but it's not going to work that way for you, truth. Um, so our truth tells Carmella, he's like, all right, man, you lucky. Uh, and he rolls out, uh, then he tries again, he tries to pick, uh, Mella up for, uh, some sort of wrestling maneuver, and Paige tells him to put her down, uh, next up, (laughs) uh, next up, we have the main event, it's, uh, the New Day out next, uh, against the Bludgeon Brothers, um, this match is crazy, I'm not gonna really go move for move, 
uh, about it. We took a lot of time breaking down this Becky Lynch thing. Um, so, and we, we still got to get through Impact, uh, NXT, and ROH. That's right. I got ROH on the show this week. Um, let's see here. Uh, this match is, this match is crazy. Um, starting off, there's just action all over the place. Kofi and Woods go for a ladder. Uh, Luke Harper comes through with a suicide dive to take them both out. More crazy action all over the place. Uh, crucifix bomb on Kofi onto a ladder. Uh, Kofi still kicks out. There's more chaos. Uh, Eric Rowan goes through the barricade. Uh, then Kofi grabs one of the Bludgeon Brothers uh, mallets and hits Harper with the mallet. This is a no disqualifications match, by the way. Uh, hits uh, Hits Harper with the mallet. Um, then Woods does that springboard elbow that he does where he'll be like in the corner and then he'll like hop over to the other ropes and then spring off that. Um, so he did that through the table. One, two, three, New Day are the new champs and that is SmackDown for you. Um, good show. I'm actually really interested in really digging this Becky Lynch heel turn. Want to see where it goes. Uh, next up, we're going to jump right into Impact. Alright, jumping into Impact, we get a video recap of the feud between Pentagon Jr. and Sammy Callahan, and then, uh, and also just all of last week's episode, including the street fight of LAX and the OGs. Uh, the Impact show open runs... Uh, next up, we get Eddie Edwards coming out to the ring. Crazy Eddie Edwards uh, with his kendo stick. Uh, Eddie Edwards says that he's an honest man and he knows he got his ass kicked the last two weeks. But being the man that he is, he dusted himself off and he's back in the ring looking for a fight. And he says he's been called crazy and delusional and he might be or he might not. Um, he says no one could go through what he did and stay the same. Eddie says he has nothing to lose and that makes him dangerous. He's had visions of taking out Killer Cross and Austin Aries with his kendo stick. And he tells them to come on out, come, come on, come on down, come on down to the ring. Uh, they do so. And, um, Edwards... Uh, Edwards goes ahead and clocks Aries, uh, clocks Cross with the kendo stick, and then uh, then we get a chop block from Aries to to Eddie Edwards. Um, Cross locks in like this choke, and then Aries puts him in the figure four. So it's like they're just getting ready to rip him and rip him in two. Uh, they choke out Eddie Edwards, and then. Moose, 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 moose. I know you feel it, man. I know you're doing the moose. Are you ready to go, moose? That's my dog, bro. And that song is one of the illest songs in pro wrestling entrance music. I feel like. It just it's just hard, bro. It's just hard. Um and I'm glad that he brought it he bought that song and brought it over from 
from Ring of Honor. Like, he needs that song wherever he goes. Uh, if he does end up in WWE, we need that song. Um, let's see here. So, uh, Moose comes down to the ring with a chair. Uh, Austin Aries and Killer Cross both clear out of the ring. Um, Moose helps Eddie Edwards up. Uh, and then commentary questions if Moose is here to help Eddie or if he just wants the title belt, which is also pretty interesting. Um, that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, Moose and Eddie Edwards are also uh, portrayed as best friends. Uh, they're an impact. So um, as we know, uh, Moose had his title shot against Aries. Uh, lost at Slammiversary, but you know it the type of loss it was like you put up such a good fight against Aries you could see that feud not quite being over um but at but since he's been out after Slammiversary uh Eddie Edwards and Austin Aries have kind of started a thing and now that Killer Cross uh did what he did now Eddie Edwards has a legitimate gripe and a legitimate shot at uh needing to run that fade uh with Aries to get that belt. Uh, let's see. Backstage video promo with O V E. Uh Sammy Callahan says everything is Pentagon's fault. Uh Jake Christ is like copying all of Sammy Callahan's movements at the same time. He he's even trying to mouth the words that Sammy is saying. Uh they're telling Dave not to be upset with them, uh, but to blame Pentagon. Uh, back from back from break, backstage, uh, Eddie Edwards, he's super stoked to see Moose. Uh, Moose says that they are going to take out Ares and Killer Cross. He's all like, whoever this dude is, Cross. Like he doesn't he doesn't really know him. Ares hasn't or. Moose has Moose hasn't been around for a while now that you think about it because he wasn't really on impact uh leading up to Slammiversary like I think since I've been doing this show I've seen impact I've seen uh Moose on impact like actually there uh it's probably what the second time I've seen him there and we're on uh well technically well yeah we're on uh what is this week eight of the podcast eight weeks um so about two months and he's only been around like one time uh anyway uh uh anyway uh he says that they're gonna go after aries and cross and then alicia uh alicia edwards uh eddie's wife runs up uh she's like super stoked to see moose she's like oh moosey and gives him a hug like moosey what do would people even really say that anyway um she uh she gives him like a huge hug moose looks a little bit uncomfortable with that looks a little bit nervous but i don't know uh i don't know if that was intentional or not him looking nervous we'll see i feel i mean he's a good he's good enough to perform into where like it probably was intentional um let's see here Eddie Edwards think he's like oh yeah awesome Alicia like we're all back together and then uh Alicia's like no no we're not so 
But Moose is, Moose is her boy, so I guess she had to say what's up. Which is weird, because, like, if that's your husband's best friend, um, and, like, you're not rocking with your husband anymore, like, why are you still, um, rocking with the best friend like that? Unless you guys had, like, a relationship outside of, of the person who you guys share in common. Uh, anyway... Zach Wentz, Zachary Wentz is out first for a match against uh, a match against Matt Seidel. Um, backstage, uh, Matt Seidel tells us that the assignment is to awaken and he'll help Wentz open his third eye. Uh, this I love this character from Matt Seidel. It's perfect. Uh, we all know that. Uh, Matt Seidel likes to burn the herbs, uh, so this is just like a perfect, uh, this is like a perfect stony character, um, that he's playing that, that falls into that, uh, let's see here, back and forth action, Zachary Wentz hits a crazy corkscrew crossbody, um, and then a dive over the top, Matt Seidel crawls under the ring, we've seen him do this a few different times, they look for him, and then boom, he pops up, hits him with a kick. Uh, that's what happens to Zachary Wentz here. Uh, Matt Seidel is in control until Wentz lands a knee in the corner. Uh, Wentz then hits a standing moonsault on Matt. Uh, goes up top and is cut off. Uh, code breaker on Seidel. Uh, Matthews mentions that the code breaker is becoming a popular move in Impact, and it really is. It seems like everybody's just throwing code breakers out there. Um, so I wonder if this is foreshadowing to Jericho making his debut in Impact Wrestling next year because uh, he's kind of been teasing. He's like, yo, next year, free agent Jericho. So uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um Let's see. Uh, Wentz tries for a springboard move. Seidel hits a huge knee. Um, then he does, Matt, Matt Seidel does some crazy move that folds up Wentz. And it's academic after that. One, two, three. Seidel wins. Uh, Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley are shown uh, backstage. And they're trying to kick it with Eli Drake. Uh, e. Eli says uh, he's not cool with them. Uh, they serve their purpose, and now they can get lost. Uh, two random dudes walk in. Eli Drake says that they couldn't, that uh, that Conley and Lee couldn't even beat these two randos. Um, Drake says, or Trevor Lee and Conley then challenge the randos uh, to a match, and it's going down. Back from break. Uh, well, we go to break, then back from break. Uh, there's a hype package on Impact Wrestling's trip to Mexico coming up. Um, and then Brian Cage, the machine, uh, speaks for the very first time in Impact. Uh, he says he's better than everyone. No one can do what he does. Uh, says his goal was to take over the X Division. Says he is the next evolution of pro wrestling. Uh, and he's Bo Jackson and LeBron James all rolled into one, which is a great way to describe him. I would just pick a 
like more modern uh athlete than Bo Jackson because a lot of people at this day and age just don't even remember just how fire Bo Jackson was and like the crazy stories that were floating around about him like in this day and age I would consider like what I'm 31 uh so for to a lot of people I'm on the I'm I'm an older dude and like at 31 I don't even remember like I mean I know who Bo Jackson was but like I don't really remember a lot of highlights of Bo Jackson like uh let's see just like the obvious ones uh when he like ran over the Boz and yep so uh so yeah that's uh but but that's a a great way to describe maybe like LeBron and like an updated version would be like you know I'm a mix between Todd Gurley and LeBron James or something like that um anyway good uh good promo good video package uh Let's see here. Earlier today, backstage, Fala Ba uh, gives KM a gift. Uh, KM checks out the gift and is freaked out by whatever it is inside. Uh, Fala Ba walks away. Back from break, there's a video recap of Penta and another video recap of Pentagon Jr. and Sammy Callahan's uh, feud. Then after that video package, Gama Singh is in the ring and introduces the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, they're up against Falaba and KM. Uh, turns out Falaba got KM uh, matching ring gear with his. Uh, so it's like pants with a with a thong over them, like the sumo type thong. Uh, and Falaba makes him uh, wrestle barefoot. Uh, so commentary lets us know that this is due to Scarlett Bordeaux's uh, advice on last week's smoke show uh, when she told KM to try it Falaba's way. Uh, KM throws a kick, but he hurts his foot. Uh, back and forth action. Falaba crushes Desi Hit Squad. Uh, and then KM and Falaba win. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening here. Seemed like the Desi Hit Squad, because uh, they did get a, they did pick up a win, um, not like a couple weeks ago. And uh, they've been getting a lot of TV time invested into them. Uh, but the same thing with KM and Falaba. But the thing with them is I feel like they can eat a few losses and it's not really that big a deal. They're more of a uh, comedic team anyway. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens from there. Um, eventually, I could see both of these teams ending up with the gold. Uh, back from break, Katarina and Joe Hendry are talking to Grado. Uh, Katarina says she didn't start dating Grado to always come in last. Uh, Hendry encourages him. I was like, "Yo, you know, let's 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 just improve." Uh, one time, uh, he was like, "You know, I I remember uh, that one time when you 
were in like a potato sack race or something like that and you came in last place and then you trained all year next year and then what happened he's like i came in second to last place and he's like that's right progress so uh yep (laughs) we'll see uh we'll see what happens there um Grado or so Hendry and Katarina kind of walk off. Uh, Grado's by himself. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux is there, and then she asks why he looks so sad. He says it's his girlfriend. Uh, she tells him to come, come on her show. She'll help with it all, his troubles. But uh, she'll help with all his troubles. But he has to do something for her and Bobo. Turns out. Her and Bobo wanted to watch him pole dance. Uh, she smacks his ass and he falls over the couch. Um, and that's that segment. So, Grado, Hendry, and Katarina on uh, the smoke show next week. Um, Scarlet does have good comedic timing, but this character is more interesting to me uh, when she's being more heelish than comedic. Um, but it wasn't bad. Kira Hogan out next, and she has some of the worst fucking uh, theme music I've ever heard for a wrestler. It's fucking terrible. Um, she, uh, let's see here. I, I, I can't even remember ever hearing this song. I guess this is my first time. It's so bad. Uh, Allie is out with Kira Hogan. And then uh turns out Kira Hogan is fighting Alicia Edwards, uh, Eddie Edwards' wife. And how long has Alicia been wrestling? Everything that she does, it seems like she's counting off the steps in her head. Uh, Alicia is in control of the match. And then uh, Kira Hogan starts fighting back. Uh, there's a weird move in the corner where it looked like Alicia may have walked out early and then Kira kind of like pushed and drop kicked her back into the corner uh Alicia ends up kicking out of that Alicia takes control uh goes up top and then she misses a splash uh Alicia then ends up hitting a backpack stunner Kira Hogan kicks out hits a swinging neck breaker from like a northern light suplex position one, two, three, thank you. Get Alicia Edwards off my television and please don't bring her back. Um, until she does some more wrestling or maybe just just stop. Um, was really happy when this match ended, uh, because I just I just I just couldn't watch her anymore. I couldn't watch Alicia anymore. It was it was starting to bother me. Uh, and I'm sure she's a great person and stuff. I just don't want to see her wrestle. Uh, let's see here. After all that, Allie gets on the mic and says that was amazing. Um, okay. Uh, I can think of some other words for it. But anyway, uh, she says that she doesn't want to steal uh, Kira's moment. But she has some things she wants to say. So Kira Hogan's like, yo, say that shit. And she didn't say it like that, but she might as well have. Uh, Ali says, Sue Young took Madison Rain 
Anne took her best friend Rosemary, and then she was forced into the darkness. Her purpose is to put an end to Sue. That's what she learned. But whenever she tries, Tessa Blanchard always pops up. So next week, she wants a triple threat match against the both of them. So it's going down. Uh, after that, we have Johnny Impact at some pool party in Toronto. Um, Congo Kong shows up. Impact beats him up with one arm because he's actually real life injured and throws Congo Kong into the pool. Weird segment. Uh, was not a fan of this. That's it. <laughs> Back from break. And we're getting a recap of the Alley promo we just saw live, this time with epic music. And then uh, we're getting clips of the feud between the three of them thus far. Tessa uh, Blanchard is then edited in back... Well, not edited in, but like in in between Ali's promo and stuff. Now they're showing Tessa Blanchard uh, backstage, uh, complete with the music as well. Uh, Tessa wants the title. She knows Ali does too. Uh, She says just let's just make this a let's just put the belt on the line and then i'll be there uh so i'm with it i'm ready to see tessa become the knockouts champ if you follow impact they've already spoiled this for us tessa wins uh so i'm i'm ready for it i'm ready to move on from this feud let's get it let's get it uh let's see here i'd actually like to see a double turn uh let tessa be an ass kicking fighting face champion and then let Allie become a manipulating heel uh starting with her abusing her uh, uh her friend Kira Hogan's loyalty uh so then we have Alicia uh the backstage interviewer in uh a music blog yeah uh we have her interviewing Rich Swan. um I gotta be honest with you chief I don't really like alicia on impact i don't know why but i'm just i'm just not with it but her her uh her interviews on her youtube are cool uh let's see rich swan says that impact's buzz is huge and that's why he's here says he wants to be the x division champ um and I get that Impact wants to be different, but for some reason, uh, this interview not being in, like, the traditional backstage or or anything like that just really bothers me. It's, like, Rich Swan and Alicia just, like, walking down the street or something with a camera crew filming, like, I don't know. They, or they could have just shot it, like, one of her YouTube joints, like, just have him sit down. Anyway, um, let's see here. I think that, I also think that the internet, internet, I also think that the interview would have been better served being, like, a promo right after, uh, Swan debuted, um, with Impact, just, just something, I don't know, it was just, it was just weird, it just seemed off, uh, like, Rich Swan was already booked for Slammiversary, but couldn't make it because of injury, but like you know what I'm saying, so he was all like he should already be involved. Like, why are we asking somebody like four months after they've gotten hired like about 
being hired, you know? Uh, let's see here. Backstage promo from Pentagon says, uh, says he's the king of the Mexican death match and, uh, Sammy will learn to respect him because he's Pentagon Jr. And he has cero miedo, uh, zero fear, uh, backstage back from break. Alicia is talking to Aries and cross next week. Cross and Aries will take on Moose and Eddie Edwards. Uh, Cross takes the mic and just yells, one week, one week, one week, over and over. And that is a million times better than that whole long promo that he cut last week. Uh, I like Killer Cross, uh, but talking that much just kind of damaged the mystique. This week, he was back to just kind of being silent and kicking ass, and I dig it. Uh, Let's see here. The, I mean, just the way that Killer Cross, like, the way he handles himself on social media and stuff like that, I'm sure he's a great promo, uh, but now is just not the time for him to show that. Uh, let's see here. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't really have him cut full promos until he turns on Austin Aries. Uh, but anyway, Eli Drake is out first ahead of Caleb Conley and Trevor Lee. Uh, Eli Drake joins the commentary team. Uh, one of the jobbers looks like he's getting the shit uh, kicked out of him in yoga pants. Uh, Trevor Lee does Eli Drake's uh, elbow drop. Then he tags in Caleb Conley. Uh, Caleb Conley goes for the gravy train and gets rolled up. LAX pulls up on the block after this. Um, so it's the LAX, they're pulling up on the block, celebrating with their homies. Uh, they pull out the belts. Everybody's like, yeah. Uh, there's a child there. I'm not sure who this child belongs to, but they, they give the child the belt, so I'm assuming that uh, it's it's one of the kids of LAX. Um, Conan and LAX start walking across the street, um, and then you see uh, Hernandez, Homicide, and Eddie Kingston... Uh, they were in another car, so they hit the gas, and basically their car takes out uh, the kid. Um, and the kid's just laying, laying there, and everybody's like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Uh, back from break, commentary is selling this as super serious. They say that the rivalry is gone from, uh, has gone beyond wrestling. Uh, then they throw to a main event that's a death match, which, okay. Uh, I guess because of the, the, because of they haven't lived, uh, or well, I I think because they haven't, uh, I, I just think it's weird, um, that they are, they're talking about this feud going too far when we literally have a death match in our main event and, um, you know, they're, they're they're doing it too. I guess they're just not taking it to the streets. Uh, so let's see here. 
Sammy Callahan's out first, followed by Pentagon Jr. They go face-to-face, and then uh, both run out and get chairs. I'm not really going to go through this one um, move for move or anything like that. Uh, Sammy Callahan ends up with his chest exposed, pause. Uh, Pentagon with a huge chop, and then another uh, action back and forth. Pentagon with a dive over the top through a table. Um... Let's see, Pentagon then has a staple gun, pulls that out. Uh, Sammy fires a shot. Uh, oh, he fires a snot rocket at Pentagon. Uh, then Pentagon staples Sammy in the shoulders. Uh, Pentagon fakes him out and stamp, uh, staples Sammy's balls. Uh, then Pentagon... Uh, staples Sammy's hat to his head and then rips it off. I love that the weapons are in pinatas in a Mexican death match. That's great. It's just like, oh, here's a death party. Uh, Pentagon with a running Death Valley driver through a table. Holy shit. Uh, Callahan, Callahan and Pentagon, uh, they're battling up top. Uh, this is setting up for the finish here. Sammy pile drives Pentagon through the table from the from the second rope uh, for the win. Holy shit! Hell of a main event. Um, the, the rest of the show was a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, feels like we're stuck in some in some feuds that should have ended at uh, at like Slammiversary. Um, maybe. Uh, let's see. They should have ended at Slammiversary or like right after. Uh, but looks like we'll get uh, looks like we'll get some resolution to some of those next week. Uh, Tessa, Ali, and Su Young, and then uh, LAX and the OGs. That needs to end too. Alright, so next up, we're going to just jump right into NXT. Uh, We have a video recap of NXT TakeOver. Uh, This show is basically the show of the video recaps. Uh, Bianca Belair, she comes out first. Um, I love her. She's the best. She's the EST of NXT is what she is. Um, Out next, the virtuosa Diana Purrazzo is out next uh crowd recognizes her of course uh belair has perrazzo in a head scissors and so uh, perrazzo pulls a little bit of a uh, marty scurl move uh and works her way out does a headstand and bianca belair's facial expressions during all that were amazing she looks perplexed she's just like yo what the hell are you doing it was great uh perrazzo sends her to the corner belair hops out um, then runs to the other corner, uh, dodges with a flip, uh, locks in a full Nelson on the mat. Uh, Perrazzo went for the arm bar, couldn't lock it in. Uh, Perrazzo tried to roll her top, uh, or sorry, uh, roll her up, roll her top. Uh, Perrazzo tried to roll her up, and then, uh, Belair, uh, then, uh, Belair hangs on to the ropes, uh, and and doesn't go down. The crowd starts chanting EST. Uh, Belair, uh, Bianca Belair, does uh, Diana's pose. 
and then she goes for a standing moonsault, misses. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo does a handspring into a drop kick. Uh, she goes for her patented Fujiwara armbar, uh, but Bianca Belair gets out of it. Uh, she sends Deanna into the ropes, uh, torture rack into a face buster. One, two, three. Bianca Belair wins. Did I mention that I love her? Uh, video recap of The Velveteen Dream uh, versus EC3 Dream Talks with Kathy Kelly. And uh, she asks, What's next? He tells her, Tune in to NXT on Wednesday, like everyone else. Uh, seems weird to show that particular video here. I know that they're just they're recapping TakeOver and showing what happened at TakeOver, and these interviews were done at TakeOver. Uh, but just to have him saying that there, like, oh, yeah, you want to know where I'm going to be? But we already watched Monday Night Raw and, um, and fucking SD Live, so we know you didn't get called up. Uh, let's see. EC3 is also backstage. Uh, he says that the top 1% isn't about a tax bracket. Uh, he says it's about a mindset. He says his mindset is that it's never over. They ask him about uh, Alistair Black, and he says that Lars Sullivan was in the area. says uh, Black broke his jaw, and Lars should be... Uh, Lars a big guy with a, like a, you know fluorescent tap out shirt on you you figure if if somebody was upset about um somebody going after gold then uh you know it would be Lars <laughs> so um so EC3 just kind of like throws Lars under the bus here which makes me think that maybe EC3 did it uh, but we'll see. Actually, I'm hoping that it was neither of them and that somehow it turns out that it was uh, King of Bros. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we get a video recap of Ricochet beating Adam Cole uh, backstage. Ricochet says that he told us Cole was hiding uh, behind his title. O'Reilly and Strong pull up, saying Ricochet shouldn't run his mouth about Pete Dunne. And then... Uh, yeah, so Pete Dunne comes out uh, while while Roderick Strong and, uh, at, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly are kind of coming at Ricochet here. Um... Pete Dunn's like, hey, you guys got a problem? And they're like, no, you know what? We'll back off. And uh, Ricochet says, like, hey, man, you know, thanks, mate. And Pete's like, I'm not your mate. Uh, I just want the gold that you have. And so Ricochet's like, okay, all right then. Uh, video recap of Shayna Baszler uh, losing to Kyrie Sane. Uh, the four Okay, the four horsewomen are with Shayna Baszler uh, as she's backstage. Uh, she says that Kyrie Sane didn't beat her. She lost. Kyrie Sane is not the better fighter. Um, Brooklyn. Then 
Uh, so let's see here. Then after that, we get a recap. We get a video recap of SummerSlam uh, week in Brooklyn. Uh, then there's a video ad for NXT UK. Uh, commentary hypes up the signing of Matt Riddle. And then they announced that Pete Dunne and Ricochet uh, versus the Undisputed Era is next week. Uh, next up, we got Zach Gibson coming out for the main event UK title match. Uh, Pete Dunn out next to a massive pop, huge bruiserweight champs. Can't wait for uh, NXT UK so that Zach Gibson can start to get the love that he deserves on this side of the pond. Uh, the UK uh, UK guys, they're going back and forth. Just uh, going to do my best on this one too. Not going to call it match or not going to call the match word uh, move for move here. Um the UK guys are going back and forth. Uh, Pete Dunn starts working the fingers because that's what he always does. There's a crazy spot where they both lock each other into crabs and they go like on headstands. And uh, they then they start paintbrushing each other. So one's paintbrushing the other. Um, Zach Gibson has Dunn in a cobra clutch. Uh, Pete Dunn gets out. The action picks up. X-Plex into armbar attempt. Uh... Zach Gibson gets out, powerbomb. Gibson with a code breaker off the top. Uh, Pete Dunn kicks out. Gibson goes for a chop. Pete Dunn catches his hand, uh, stomps his fingers. Uh, Zach Gibson comes back with another code breaker, kicks from both guys. Um, Gibson struggles and finally locks in the Shankly Gates. Uh, Pete Dunn bites the rope to uh, get the rope break. Um, Dunn gets taken out by a huge lariat from Gibson. Uh, Pete Dunn's mouthpiece had come out. So uh, Zach Gibson teases, uh, throwing it into the crowd. Pete Dunn hits the bitter end. Uh, Pete Dunn wins. Show over. And uh, that was NXT for the week. So we're going to jump into our last show here. Uh, just going to kind of go through it. Uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, show opens up. Scorpio Sky of SCU uh, is in the ring first, followed by Chris Sabin uh, and Alex Shelley. Uh, Sabin is the number one contender for the Ring of Honor television title, so he'll be uh, facing off with Punishment Martinez at some point. Um Good back and forth action. Uh, then they kind of pause. Chris Saban yells out, Detroit City. And then Scorpio Sky says, This is by far the worst town I've ever been in. Uh, the crowd eats it up. Um, back and more back and forth action. Uh, Scorpio Sky runs off the ropes and hits a double stomp uh, out of a leapfrog over Saban. That was pretty impressive. Uh, Chris Saban is able to take control, kick on the outside. We go to break. Back from break, there's more action. Scorpio Sky with a head scissors takeover uh, and then a cutter. Uh, Saban kicks out um, more back and forth. Saban hits the cradle shot for the win. Um, Alex Shelley comes into the ring with uh, Chris Saban. Uh, basically lets us know that he's retiring. Uh, pretty emotional moment. He wants Saban to validate uh, his career. 
uh, validate them being the top tag team at one point. Uh, he wants Saban to go out and win the gold here in Ring of Honor. Punishment Martinez comes out and attacks both of them. He plants Saban into a chair. Uh, is about to do the same to Alex Shelley when my man Scorpio Sky comes out for the save uh, with a chair. Uh, the next match that we have, uh, Jenny Rose versus Karen Q. Uh, they lock up to start. Uh, Rose misses like a stinger splash in the corner. Karen Q is working uh, Jenny Rose over. Uh, we go to a break. Um, back in, uh, back in the ring, Karen Q uh, put Rose in one corner. Runs from all three, delivering strikes. Uh, it's actually pretty dope. Jenny uh, Rose is trying to fight back. Um, sidewalk slam and then Northern Light suplex. Uh, Karen Q kicks out. Rose catches Q with the spear. Uh, Karen Q kicks out again. Kelly Klein was on commentary during this match, uh, and then this is where she gets involved. Uh, she comes to the ring from the commentary booth, and uh, she tosses uh, she tosses her mouthpiece uh, into the ring. Kelly Klein wears that pink mouthpiece. Um, she had a match against Jenny Rose, which ended up with uh, Kelly Klein's tooth getting chipped. So that's her beef with Jenny Rose. She comes down, th- throws the mouthpiece at her. Uh, Jenny Rose gets distracted. She's like, yo, what the hell, Ke- Kelly Klein? Boom. Uh, full Nelson slam for the win for Karen Q. After that, Kelly Klein comes in, uh, starts beating up Jenny Rose. Uh, looks like they're going to have a feud. Uh, video package hyping Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham in a 30-minute Iron Man match for the Ring of Honor uh, world title. That's going to be pretty fire. Uh, Gresham and Lethal, two of the best in the business today. Uh, next up, Eli Isom versus FR Josie for the first match of the Top Prospect Tournament. Uh, Eli Isom is actually looking pretty impressive and getting good reactions from the crowd. He uh, reminded us that he did have a uh, he did have a win over Christopher Daniels, uh, the only rookie with a win over Christopher Daniels. Uh, let's see here. Um, the match is still going on when my man Jeff Cobb chee, uh, comes down to the ring. Um, if you if you guys don't know that, 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 that that's something we do in Hawaii. Um, so Jeff Cobb comes down to the ring. Uh, he lays out Eli Isom for the DQ. Match ends. Hits a suplex on him, and then he picks up both of these motherfuckers and suplexes them both at the same time. Jeff Cobb is the man. The crowd is chanting, "This is awesome." They are fucking right. Um. Let's see here. Kingdom. The Kingdom cuts a little promo. They're running down uh, Cody and the Bucks before their match for the six-man titles, uh, which is next week on Ring of Honor television. Uh, next up, Marty Skrull. Doom. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so... Marty Skrull and Kenny King are going at it next in our main event. Uh, 
the commentary mentions that Kenny King started out on My Brother and Me. That was one of my favorite shows on on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. So how did I not know this? Um, I don't know. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm looking for old My Brother and Me episodes to watch Kenny King. Maybe I knew this and forgot. I don't know. Uh, great catches can uh, catch as can catch can wrestling starting off or catches catch can wrestling starting off. Uh, Marty had Kenny in a hammerlock and Kenny uh, quite literally dances his way out of that hammerlock. Uh, Marty and Kenny out. Uh, Marty has Kenny outside, tosses him back towards the ring. Kenny uh, spins on the apron, kind of like 619 style, and uh, hits a hard forearm. After a break, uh, Marty Skrull goes up top and hits a superplex on Kenny King. Marty covers, but Kenny King kicks out. Uh, Marty goes for a German twice, but Kenny King is able to keep a low base, uh, outpower him. Uh, Kenny runs to the corner. Uh, Marty rolls through and tries to lock in the cross-faced chicken wing. Uh, can't quite do it. Uh, Marty goes for another pin and grabs the rope. Uh, ropes. Uh, Kenny King gets out of that. Uh, Kenny King hits a very pretty spine buster. Uh, Marty Skrull still kicks out. King locks in a last chancery. Shout out to Austin Aries. Uh, Marty Skrull grabs the ropes. Back and forth action. They're both delivering big strikes to each other. Uh, Marty Skrull hits the brain buster. Uh, but Kenny King kicks out of that. Um, then Marty is like, you know what? Fuck this. He goes for the umbrella. The ref stops him. Kenny King rolls him up and slides his feet onto the ropes for the one, two, three. Kenny wins. Uh, looks like he might be going heel. Uh, Pascal, like he had lost to Austin Aries at a pay per view. Um, and Austin Aries used heel tactics and Kenny King refused. Uh, so it's, uh, so it's interesting. We'll see where they're going from there with that. Uh, yeah, man. So I think that's going to pretty much wrap up the podcast here. Uh, we took a real deep dive on, on the Becky Lynch heel thing, and that was kind of the, the main thing that kind of stuck in my craw this week. Uh, but uh, just, just a couple quick hits before we get out of here. Matt Riddle did show up at TakeOver, so I'm really interested to see what uh, what what uh, they have in store for Matt Riddle um, going forward. And very interesting piece of news. Um, Neville is officially out of his WWE contract. And uh, on Twitter this week, Cody Rhodes uh, kind of retweeted or quote tweeted um, like video of his match uh, against Neville uh, and uh, with Stephen Amell because it was a I believe it was a tag match it was him and Barrett versus Amell and Neville um, at SummerSlam in what 2014 something like that uh, he said that he missed Neville and then Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks chimes in and is like yeah I. He's like, yeah, me too. 
I just talked to him. He's good. Uh, so we don't know when Neville uh, got let go of his con got let out of his contract, but we do know for sure that he's out. Neville hasn't said anything. WWE hasn't said anything about it. Um, I would imagine that there's some sort of no non compete clause and they don't want him at all in, but seeing as how we don't know when he got out of the contract, we don't know if he can still technically be all in. Maybe he's already cleared of the no, no compete. Uh, so, so who knows really? Uh, but it's very interesting. It's very exciting. All in next week. Uh, who's watching? I might be. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. Um, and that's today's episode or this week's episode. Um, like I said, it's going to be out a little bit early due to Hurricane Lane or Tropical Storm Lane, which currently, as I'm talking to you right now, it's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be popping off right now. It seems a little extra windy outside, but still no rain to speak of here uh, on the west side of Oahu. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Peace.